You work hard to build your business. And as a smart and savvy entrepreneur, you understand the importance of protecting your business. This podcast is brought to you in part by True Shield Insurance Incorporated, underwritten by Northbridge General Insurance Company. True Shield Insurance was made for you. It takes a hands-on approach and understands the startup community's culture and needs. Get coverage insurance for your startup starting at just $29 per month. Visit trueshieldinsurance.ca today and get the right insurance solution for your business needs. Welcome to Startup Newsweek, your source for news affecting entrepreneurs in Canada. My name is Cyprian Shalankiewicz and today is May 3rd, 2016. In the news this week, the Canadian Medical Association launched a startup named Juul, aiming to facilitate physician-led innovation and solutions through health hackathons, grants, labs and clinical resources. Immunio, a Montreal-based cybersecurity startup, raised $5 million in its Series A round funding led by White Star Capital, a transatlantic venture fund. Immunio wants to change the way companies think about security processes by blocking security attacks in real time. Wattpad launched a new division called Wattpad Studios to take its user-generated stories to mainstream media. Wattpad Studios is a multi-channel network that will partner with players in the entertainment industry to co-produce Wattpad content for print, film, TV, and digital platforms. This week, entrepreneurs and innovators from across Canada will arrive in Ottawa to provide direct input into Canada's innovation agenda at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Get your tickets today to share your voice among the top leaders in industry, government, media, and anchor companies on Canada's innovation agenda. Visit startupday.ca for your last chance to register before May 5th. Startup Newsweek is brought to you by Steadfast Beta, Canada's most effective user testing platform. Use Steadfast Beta to talk with users, perform usability testing, and conveniently analyze data all in one place. What are you waiting for? Visit steadfastbeta.com today. One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today. Disruption, investment, work-life balance. Delving deep on the topics that matter most for entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Startup Canada Podcast Show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. Here on the show is where we fill you in on trends and opportunities and possibilities for your next step as an entrepreneur and where we have conversations about advancing entrepreneurial growth and success in Canada. Today's episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks, your partner in building a financially fit and fundable business. Get 50% off. That's right. 50% off QuickBooks online today by visiting intuit.com. 
quickbooks.ca forward slash start right. Do any of our new listeners remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast in the iTunes store, then visit startupcan.ca to join the network to connect to support mentors, training, funding, space, and to your local startup community. We are just thrilled today to have as our guest the former mayor of Waterloo and current CEO at the WEC Effect, Brenda Holleran, who has also recently been recognized as the recipient of the Adam Twiniak Lifetime Achievement Award in Ontario. And for those of you that don't know, Adam was actually the first chairperson of Startup Canada and recently passed on, and but had quite an impact on uh, on our journeys, that's for sure. And today we're going to discuss uh, some of Brenda's most successful endeavors during her time as mayor of Waterloo. And we're going to talk about some of the unique initiatives Brenda undertook to help encourage entrepreneurship in Canada and to strengthen our strategic ties with the rest of the world. We will also uncover what it's like to transition into a leadership role as a female and champion for entrepreneurship. She was first elected in 2006 municipal election and was re-elected in 2010. And she's currently the only Canadian mayor to create a Weibo account, which is one of the largest social media sites in China. Very cool. With a following over 22,000 people, Brenda uses information about the city and region of Waterloo to encourage international trade and attract international students to attend our universities and colleges. And Brenda, wow, this is going to be a great time. Welcome to the show, my friend. Cool. Well, look, congratulations on your award. And, you know, the Lifetime Achievement Award, I I remember when Jerry Pond got it, he's like, well, now what do I do? It's like, there's nothing final about it, that's for sure, given the journey you're on. But I think it's a recognition of of living a life that's pretty darn cool. So uh, what does it feel like to be recognized for all your efforts with with this great award? You know, it's probably one of the most humbling experiences I've ever gone through because I remember getting the email and I read it about three times before it (laughs) sunk in. So I thought, this must be a joke. Come on. And um, it it was just shocking. I I kind of just sat there and had that feeling of my goodness, um, you know, and and lifetime achievement. I feel feel like there's so many more uh, deserving people who could, could have gotten this, but I'm absolutely honored and thrilled and um, truly humbled, absolutely yeah. humbled to, to have wow. been given this, this award. Well, you know, I know your feeling. I just recently was received the Business Person of the Year Award by the Frederick oh. Chamber of Commerce. Wow. And yeah, it, it, it was a wow. And I was telling, talking to Marissa McTasney about it and a few other people. And, I, and, and we all agreed. It's, it's like, why us? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. why are we going to, we feel like, oh my God, soon they'll figure out we're a fraud. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them, right? Don't, <laughs> don't tell, tell the truth. <laughs> don't tell the truth. But it's, uh, it is indeed, it's recognized by peers. It's recognized mm. uh, for journeys and, and, and yeah, humbled, but uh, we, we got to do a better job just saying, yeah, it felt pretty cool. So uh, good yeah. for you. Thank so you. So tell us about yourself, uh, you know, where you grew up, uh, your path to where you are today and uh, share with us your roots. Well, um, I grew up mainly in Waterloo, born in Hamilton, and my father was uh, actually, he was an entrepreneur in, in the 
time when that word had never been invented and nobody <laughs> even knew what it was. He was a self-employed businessman yeah. uh, in Hamilton. There was nothing happening there. And he was selling electronic business equipment called Stenacord, dictating equipment. And he said, <laughs> you know, he said to my mom, you know, Doreen, we've, I've heard about this city called Waterloo and there's a lot happening there and we're moving there. And <laughs> that, that was it. So we went from like Steel Town to um, this beautiful little community that was building its universities, that was kind of the, the um, capital um, office place for uh, at that time, it was Mutual Life, I think, which is now Sun Life. And so there are a lot of insurance companies, lawyers, uh, professors, the university. So my father brought us here. He was selling his electronic equipment. He was doing wiring in the universities and setting up intercon systems. But the best thing, and I grew up, so I grew up with this kind of this amazing man who was uh, an entrepreneur, a self-starter. Nobody ever gave him a dime. He just did it for himself. But he, mm. it was all about technology. So I remember, I think we were one of the first families to have a microwave. And my mother was terrified of it. She wouldn't even want it in the house. <laughs> but he brought it in, you know, weighed 800 pounds, plunked it down, said, look at this technology. Yeah. But the best one to me was when he brought home this great big, huge, huge, uh, like box and it it was this great big thing and where he plunks it on the kitchen table says look at this kids look at this technology and we're saying what is it dad and he said it is a calculator an electronic calculator and the thing was massive it could yeah. do four functions it had little led lights we'd never seen anything like it in our lives so Wild. i grew up with that type of of thinking and that that um just that fun of, of yeah. like what is what is technology and what it can do yeah. so i uh, grew up in waterloo went to school here, uh, went on to become a registered nurse and yes. spent some years as a nurse, moved to Toronto, uh, worked in the transportation sector, worked at the Toronto airport for an air freight forwarding company, um, became a mom, stayed home for a while, got a job with Revenue Canada for and worked in many different sectors in Revenue Canada. And then uh, I had kind of a, a, a challenging time in my life and ended up uh, buying a, a home on a contaminated landfill site in Kitchener. Mm. And that was kind of where it propelled me into becoming more of a community advocate and taking on a leadership role. So it wasn't planned. You know, mm. I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be the mayor of Waterloo. It was <laughs> life's journey. And I think mm. we all have those journeys. Yeah, we sure do. I, I was told the other day about a uh, saying, I've never heard it, but then after I told it to a few people, they say, oh yeah, I've heard that a gazillion times. But it was along the lines of, you know, want to make God laugh? Tell him your life plans. Oh, it's and, so true. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah, and it that's really exactly is. true. It's so true. Yeah. No, not going to happen that yeah. way, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Here's look, another curve. Yeah. Here's another cure for you. Well, uh, you know, I, I get the, uh, the whole aspect of uh, what pursue you in that leadership role, and I get the calculators. And you remember the remember the first video game, which was kind of a ping pong type oh, of gosh, thing. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we the, were just mesmerized by it. Yeah, it was wonderful, <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful. And I can't imagine what's going to happen in the next twenty years. But you know, it's uh, changing. Like it's changing every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. when you think back. We have only had basically um, blackberries and iPads and all that only about 10 years basically because I remember I became mayor in 2006 and Blackberry was really starting to take off and nobody had really seen them and I, I got my first one then and mm. I've never looked back but so it mm. hasn't been a long time no it sure since hasn't. all this has started 
Yeah, and so time is getting shorter, but speed is getting faster. That's it for truly sure. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, when you are looked upon as a mayor who uh, leverages entrepreneurship, which is just fantastic, and we were talking earlier about my mayor in Fredericton, Mayor Woodside, about doing the same sort of thing. And you know, why is it important that you establish Waterloo in Canada as a place for entrepreneurship? And I know Mayor Brad here uh, looks upon you as gr- with great admiration. But also great, great uh, competition also. Yes, and we were. It was fun because during the years uh, that I was mayor, he, uh, the city of Waterloo had won this uh, most intelligent community of the year uh, designation in 2007. And that was when I first met your your glorious mayor, his Mm. worship, Brad Woodside, who I absolutely adore. (laughs) And he is such a a strong leader. You know, he's he's done so much for not only for Fredericton, but for Canada. And um, he and so I, I was invited by him to come to Fredericton and talk to his council and his business community and and the um, the chamber folks to to tell them what does it mean to be an intelligent community what are you doing and and we were able to form a really strong bond as cities and to work together because we were very we were competitive but in a really good way as Canadian cities you know mm. if Fredericton can succeed then it's great for Canada and vice versa like mm. as mayors you want your city to succeed and you want us to be the best because it's all about serving the citizens of your community, but for the greater good of Canada. So for me, establishing Waterloo in that world was because of of what is was is happening here, and, and it's always happening here. And, and entrepreneurship and and collaboration and innovation it's it's just part of the DNA of Waterloo. Like we mm. just live it and breathe it. And and I I had other mayors always say to me, "What is it? Like what do you, you know, David Johnson's uh, famous? What's in the water in Waterloo?" And I was always <laughs> I always had to think about that, but yes. it was about the people. And, yes. you know, it, what makes uh, every community great is the people. And we all seem to have this, 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 um, this drive and this, this, this incredible urge to succeed and collaborate and to, to um, be entrepreneurs and, and to, to build a community and the country. Well, it's, there there definitely is a great brand that's been established nationally. Mm-hmm. And when you say David Johnson, you're, of course, referring to the past uh, – actually, still the governor general. Um, he is, yeah. yeah. And he is one of the most greatest men. When I became mayor, I, he was my mentor because mm. he was the president of UW. And he took me under his wings and helped me um, – just kind of helped me through the, the first year because it was quite an experience to learn. Mm. And he is such a great man. Mm. You know, and then there were other, other – um, we have so many other community organizations here, like Communitech, Velocity, the Accelerator Center, our universities. We've got UW, WIU, Conestoga College. So we've we have so much um, going on here, and we are so fortunate. And you know what? We know that yeah. we're, we're pretty humble. Like we we don't toot nice. our own horn too much because yeah. you know BlackBerry. We we were in the heyday of BlackBerry. I used to say, "What if this? What if something happens?" So yeah. stay humble. You know, yeah. always stay hungry and humble. Well, the most recent Super Bowl, I don't know if you're a football fan, but uh, the uh, the quarterback of the losing team uh, was designated the most valuable player of the league before the uh, game started. And he comes out with all this grandiose, boastful uh, focus. Mm, he yeah. brought on gold shoes with the MVP yeah. written on them, and he got trounced. And karma really, yeah, really yeah. comes around. So, so good for the people of Waterloo to really uh, understand that and, and, of course, uh, uh, really enjoy the, the the treasure that they have. So, mm-hmm. um, 
this China thing that you yeah. uh, that you connected with, uh, you've differentiated yourself uh, mm-hmm. through your championship of Waterloo to China. Mm-hmm. Can you can you share with us some of your key lessons on effective municipal and global diplomacy that kind of mm-hmm. kind of leads to that economic impact for for residents and businesses from two very distinct cultures, but mm-hmm. obviously uh, China is very entrepreneurial driven also. Well, I started uh, looking at uh, global opportunities early on in my career as mayor. And when I first became mayor, I had an opportunity to travel because we had won this Intelligent Community of the Year designation. So I was part of a um, a local trade mission to uh, China, Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. And this was under the umbrella of Intelligent Communities and for our our agency at that time called uh, Canada's Technology Triangle. And we had a great visionary leader of that agency, John Young, who has traveled extensively and, and who is very well connected and promotes Canada wherever he goes. So he, he he introduced me to this concept of nobody's going to come here. You know, it's a huge world. You got to get out there, forge your path, make a name for yourself, put the city on the map because we have a lot to offer and get some, some recognition of what we can do globally. And I, I've always believed in that. I, I believe that the world is 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 everybody's playground. We shouldn't, as Canadians, just focus on the Canadian borders. I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. And I talk a lot about this uh, to companies and have for years. So through the years, I, I, um, I've i had an incredible experiences. And I met with big companies and, and a lot of mayors all over um, Europe and, and China, went to India as well and, and met very high, high ranking um political people in in these countries. I signed friendship agreements with a city called Chongqing, China. And the story is is quite interesting. I remember getting an email from somebody from this Chinese uh, uh, deputy minister. And they asked, they said, we've looked all over the world for a city that we want to to, uh, work with and have a friendship with. And we'd like to to form a friendship with Waterloo. So first I thought it was a joke. I thought this must be a joke. Like what's Chongqing? I've never heard of this place. Yeah, nothing gets over over you very quickly, does it? You no, got a really just, dig dip. You got a you lifetime achievement it. award, and you still <laughs> didn't believe that one either. <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of a joke, but I thought, well, I better check it out. So I, I you sure. know, Googled Chongqing, China, and my jaw hit the table. 35 million people in a city in China, and they want to be friends with Waterloo. Well, I, you know, I thought for a second, said, absolutely. Mm. So we went there, we signed an agreement, we forged a, a good, strong bond with them. We have a um, a garden set up in there, this big garden uh, that they had created. I signed agreements with Xi'an, uh, China, who's a large technology, uh, innovative city who was looking to us also for opportunities. I signed with Taipei, Taiwan, and mm. with Eindhoven, uh, the Netherlands. So Taipei, uh, Eindhoven, and Waterloo were forming a, a triple helix of, of um, cities that were kind of the gateways to large global markets. And so we had a lot going on during those times. So I was always promoting Waterloo in the region and Canada, wherever I could. What's a friendship agreement? I mean, you know, we're friends. We haven't got an agreement done up. So <laughs> we what's that? that agreement yeah, yet. We haven't signed it yet. That's right. I got to well, wait for the email. You're going to send me an email after this. I want you to sign this. After we talk, I'm sending you something. <laughs> I want to be your friend, Rivers. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
it, it mainly, it, it kind of uh, opens up doors of opportunities for your businesses, for your education sector, for, for just people. And, and it puts your, the cities on the forefront of your staff mm. and of your economic development staff and looking for opportunities. So, so you know, if there, was, there were companies in Waterloo wanting to get into uh, markets in China, well, well, we had contacts in the the, um, the ECDEV departments and the, the various ministries, you know, the education sector. So it, it opened up a lot of doors and opportunities, which you would never get into if you just arrived on, you know, you, you arrived in Chongqing and looked around at 35 million people and said, who do I talk to? Right on. Yeah, so you show up with your golden ticket going into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory because you've yeah. got the ticket. Here, I got Absolutely. the ticket. They talked to me first. So Absolutely. Tell me- and mayors over there are highly respected. So it was yes. it was quite an experience as a Canadian mayor. Well, let's talk about uh, being the only Canadian mayor to create a Weibo account. Now, <laughs> first of all, fantastic. Uh, second of all, you know, what goes through my head naturally is the language barrier. But the great thing, you know, we struggle in Canada with this language issue. Well, more so when I live it all the time because of them. I live in New Brunswick. But in, in China, they'd be very fluent in speaking English, I would presume, on uh, Weibo. Actually, not as as much as you would think. Really? China, uh, English yeah. is still not; uh, it's not the prevalent language, of course. Okay. So, we um, we did it. I was able to set it up through the city, and we had uh, the head of our IT department just happened to his family was from Chongqing, and he was able to uh, do the translation, and so he did all the postings for. Us. So we would present things and have things and then he would translate it and put it onto the Weibo site and it just it just grew and and I had been over to China several times and had a bit of um because in Chongqing we had this um, garden opening ceremony and I was on the front page of their paper and interviewed by their their national um television news so I seem to have just acquired a bit of a a following and reputation. It was really wonderful. That's fantastic. It, it truly is. Yeah, yeah. What a fun story, and uh, and uh, what a great amount of people. Twenty two thousand. That's yeah. incredible. So um, you've uh, you've transitioned from mayor to CEO. What sort of mm-hmm. uh, what sort of projects are you focusing on now? Well, I have this incredible opportunity. I work with uh, Michael Weckerly, who is one of the dragons on Dragon's Den, and he's he's a, a very um, successful financial guru in Toronto, and just one of the most incredible guys I've ever met. And he has a heart as big as a, as a as a mountain, and he's very philanthropic, and he gives away a lot of money, and he's brilliant. So he had purchased uh, six. He has purchased six of the old Blackberry buildings at a very um, significant area in Waterloo right across from UW. And we've been transforming the buildings and filling them up with tech companies and creating the Waterloo Innovation Network. So he hired me to help with the the, the um, building and branding of that and, and attracting businesses as a CEO. So we were, we were doing very, very well and the buildings are coming along. We're working on the redevelopment. And then, then a few months ago, he said, you know, Bren, I'd really love to set up a charitable foundation and... Um, would you would you do that? And I said I would be thrilled. For me, it it just ties in beautifully with the community work that really speaks to my heart and helping others. And so I'm setting up a the Michael A. Weckerly Foundation, and I've also created a corporation called the Weck Effect. And it's um, great name. It, it well, I made that up. Isn't that cute? The Weck Effect. It is Effect. cute. Yeah. And it's a social venture. Um, type of of, uh, corporation. So we're going to create, and we're in the midst of creating a website, and we are going to look at e-commerce as a way of engaging millennial 
people uh -huh. and the tech community who really need to be engaged in, in philanthropy in giving back to the community and making a difference. So when when I brand the WEC effect, when I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, Michael does a lot for people and he gives away a lot of money and he's a true, true um He's a true uh, giver of of himself and and financially, and so I said, you know, that's the Weck effect. That's Michael's effect. So, Rivers, what's your effect? What's the Rivers effect? Mm. What are you going to do to make a change and to help? Can you do twenty dollars a month uh, mm. to a local charity? You know, can you can you help out in the community? So we're going to uh, utilize e-commerce to raise uh, um, some funds and to help uh, give back to the community and to establish the foundation. So it's totally different. I, uh, I'm on a new learning curve and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me you, uh, you've never shied away from learning. Well, you haven't either, right? Like, <laughs> why right. would you? Why yeah. would you? Why would you? Absolutely. Okay. So let's kind of, uh, let's kind of talk about mayor and let's kind mm -hmm. of talk about CEO. What, uh, what kept you up at night as, as the mayor of Waterloo? Well, you know, men, there are so many things. And, and as a mayor, you're responsible for everything. You're the CEO of the city. Mm. So there would be a lot of it had to do with the financial challenges of the city, the budgets, you know, trying to give, give the community and the citizens what they want, try to balance a budget, try not to increase taxes because people, did you know people don't like paying taxes? Have you <laughs> I noticed didn't. that? I, I, I think it ranks right up there with, <laughs> there's a problem with my culvert. <laughs> exactly. So, so there were always there was there were thousands of issues that I would lose a lot of sleep over, and you know, there's legal issues that the cities have to deal with, and and um, staffing issues. There's there's many many things. So, um, to, I I don't think I could say even one thing. There were so many, but yeah, um, true CEO, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like mm. you just your mind's always going from from issue to issue, and there. Are, amazingly positive things that kept you up awake that you just couldn't imagine your city was so great mm. and then there were challenging things that mm. you know right on the front doorstep of people who were really hurting and needed help yeah. and I just always felt as a mayor that my job was to make sure that I did everything I could to make people's lives great yeah very cool it's a it was a it's a simple mission isn't it very complex necessarily in delivering it but uh, but still a simple focus which is uh, just wonderful now as a CEO uh, you're really at that beginning stages is uh -huh. what's the what's keeping you up at night now as a ceo and well, uh, and it's not uh, i'm sure now it's paying taxes right yeah, <laughs> or yeah, <you're> exactly <laughs> how does that work like who said we should be paying that yeah. you know as a CEO, well i'm actually in a startup and i'm sure. an entrepreneur so i'm yes, in this beautiful place right now of nobody this is a brand new nobody's kind of doing what i'm setting up and creating with with uh, for michael and for uh, ourselves he calls as partners and it's it's a great sure. uh, great compliment to be to be um, his partner so it's a strategizing this you know thinking of what's the next step the prioritizing of, of what's got to be done and and who do I need to talk to next like who's the next person who can help me because I'm on a huge learning curve and and um I'm creating uh, like a, a, an e-commerce website and we're doing something that nobody seems to have heard of before and doing and it's exciting as heck. Really, really exciting. So, um, it, you know, all, all the skill sets used in all your jobs, whatever you've done and learned in your life, you're forever drawing on them for the next step. Yeah, very cool. Well, 
You know, I'm a I'm a firm believer now more than I used to be that that uh, well no I shouldn't I'm, I'm a, first of all I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurs are going to save the world mm-hmm. but I'm a second firm believer is that uh, municipalities are going to be the governing force to make that all happen not provincial not federal mm-hmm. so you know given that communities cities municipalities are, are really the economies of tomorrow yeah um, what's the biggest lessons you have learned from participating in the council of municipalities in that regard you know the biggest lesson is to to be very patient and mm. to uh, to be a really good listener um, because there's so much to this and, and you've got to ask a lot of questions. So you should be asking more questions and listening more than um, you're just kind of talking for the sake of talking. That's that's kind of <laughs> what I've learned in life. I'm sure, you know, you have, right? It's yes, sometimes yes. better just kind of take a back seat. Yep. But with cities, cities have to be empowered for the future, for the future success of the world. You know, so I've been to, I've really traveled a fair amount, uh, you know, personally and as a mayor, and I've seen a lot of cities. And and as a mayor, I spent most of my time looking at crumbling infrastructure all over the world and wondering how are we going to fix cities? You know, cities in India and China, you you can't believe the infrastructure needs. And then you see the, the big, huge projects they're doing that are just leapfrogging what we're doing here in Canada. There are lessons to be learned all over the world from cities. And the I think the most important thing is that we do learn from each other and we, um, you know, share best practices. And, and if, if things aren't working, you let, let people know. Cities, if cities aren't successful, then then countries can't be because that's mm-hmm. where everything happens, and that's your tax base. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know where your your businesses thrive and your your companies locate and people get hired. So we need the support of all levels of government. And um, you know, through the years that I was a mayor, there was it was a bit more challenging. Now we're seeing a different tone from our our liberal uh, um, government and from our mm-hmm. prime minister, which is very very encouraging for cities. He's meeting with mayors and and the premiers. He's very open to that and he's very he's thinking i think in a very proactive positive way for the country yeah well there's great uh, there's great hope in uh, the tone that he is creating that's for sure yeah and uh, and i'm uh, i'm i'm looking forward to to where he goes next um it's interesting you talk about the uh, you gotta let you gotta let cities uh you know take on their own responsibility and kind of get out of the way. Mm -hmm. I've always said that about entrepreneurship with government. You just get the heck out of the way and we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. And here you are saying to the same, well, stop putting the the handcuffs on us going forward. We really, uh, we we can look, we can do this. So let it, let us do it. Very, very cool. Yeah, you know, when we would get when we get money and, and grants from the various levels of government, we we can add, you know sometimes um, in, increase the value of that one dollar by seven times mm-hmm. because we know how to run our budgets and cities yep. can't run deficits. We have to live within our means. Sure. So uh, you know you become really lean and mean and focused, and you you know your staff know what they're doing, and um, I think that the top orders of government are learning that and seeing that. And, and you're looking, we've got big infrastructure opportunities coming up from from the federal government, which I think will really, really help transform some of our struggling cities. And the infrastructure needs of cities is mind-boggling. Yeah, very cool. So 
so let's talk about entrepreneurs working with uh, with uh, with 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 government, and let's say municipalities. Let's stick to, mm-hmm. to your you know your background and your experience. How do you suggest that entrepreneurs can best work with uh, with cities to, to you know to build that that village uh, where we can all benefit? Because I mean we 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 need each other. Yeah, you suggest that yeah. that that, that mm-hmm. happen. Well, I think you really need to build a base of like minded people. And, and and strategize together, like build that dream together, kind of start the collaboration and start mm-hmm. start just forming a hub. You invested in Startup Canada's crowdfunding campaigns early on, then that's, thank you very much. And just, just a point of clarification, I have not personally received mm-hmm. any money at all for doing this podcast. So the next crowdfunding is going to be all about, the, about me, okay? So I'll like, put I, in the first 10 bucks. You got 10 <laughs> bucks right away. Good stuff. What's so special to you about the Startup Canada community? Well, you know, it was really interesting. I remember when when Victoria came to Waterloo. Well, I had met her at, uh, at an event. We were both speakers at something. And I met this amazing young woman and I listened to what she was doing and we, we immediately bonded and connected because we were both like-minded. And there mm. aren't many women s- still kind of talking about this this world of entrepreneurship mm. and innovation and startups we still need to to help you know diversify the the crowd in, in talking about all of this mm-hmm. so um i convinced her to come to waterloo to launch startup her startup canada idea or one of her startup canada ideas because we were we we're doing startups here already and this is several years ago so she came and um, we had a, an amazing launch at the Accelerator Center in Waterloo. And I remember listening to her and she was talking about, well, you know, you know, I, we've got some money. It's for my grandma and my aunt and my family. <laughs> and I think she had $1,500. And I thought, my gosh, mm-hmm. we as a city need to step up. So I looked at the CEO and I said, what do you think? I want to give him some money. And he said, absolutely. So the city was mm-hmm. uh, one of the first investors in Startup Canada because I just believe in it. Awesome. That's a, I didn't know that story. <laughs> that is such a wonderful story. And yeah. can you tell us how much you uh, you uh, contributed? I think it was either $500 or $1,000. Nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. You, and I, you, I, you doubled know, her budget. Perfect. We did. And, and yeah. she was so amazing about it, you know. And then, yeah. I, of course, um, I tend to, to um, just keep asking people for things. I always think, you know, if you ask, they can always say no. So I tried to help build up the, her financial base. I think I got another $20 for her. (laughs) But it was so impressive having them here and just that, just the, the, um, the mentality of startups and what is that? What is it? Like, how do we, how do we start doing this stuff? And, and she was there to answer the, the call and to get people excited. Well, uh, a couple of things from that. The first one you mentioned uh, her coming and so on, and and the the whole thing about staying humble. You talk about the, the oh, yeah. citizens of Waterloo. There's one hum- humble, humble girl. She and sure is. She's yeah, truly amazing. Young woman, actually, you know, and she's she really is amazing. Yeah. I've I've always said that she would make a great prime minister. I think that that would be <laughs> a wonderful thing for this country to have because one, she's she's in my clubhouse. So and and I know her. I think it would be cool to personally know this, but. She she is such a capable, capable sure CEO as Startup Canada. So. Well, when I when she was here, I said to her that day, I said, you know, Victoria, one day I'll be saying I knew her when. 
and I'm saying that now. <laughs> but you and know the inter- and the other thing, and I know you 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 referenced uh, this a little bit earlier. She's she's very uh, focused also on recognizing that her journey is a team effort. Yes, she's yeah. the face. Yes, <laughs> she's the speaker. But you know, Cyprian, who is the producer of the oh, show, she's a great man. He's a great man, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he's uh, he's given his role. He embraces it and uh, does a fantastic job. Also, and of course, all the volunteers across the country. Mm-hmm. So it's very very cool. So what though can be done uh, by Startup Canada, in your opinion, to further establish and support the entrepreneur community going forward? Well, you know, I think it's 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 just continuing. I'm not sure if, you know, <laughs> continuing on, on what they're doing because it, it's already a, a model of success. So, yeah. you know, continue to expand their networks and build their relationships and, 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 you know, expand into new communities and doing the great work that they're doing right now. But I, I think... You know, as I'm thinking about, I I think more advocacy to the um, different levels of government as well as so that they are more in tune with what an entrepreneurial community needs. Mm. So, you know, we do need more investment in broadband technology. Canada should be connected completely across the country. So somebody up in Capiscasing and and uh, the, the deep dark north and, and the middle of Algonquin Park, they can put open up their laptop, they have mm. connectivity, and they, they can work. So you can have entrepreneurs in every section of this country. But right now, we still have people in, on dial-up who can't get be connected. So I've been working for many years with iCanada, which has been an organization established to uh, lobby the federal government to have a broadband technology technology strategy for the nation because we believe that we're losing ground and and the uh, um, just the economic uh, push that would come with having better connectivity throughout the country Australia did it you know they invested heavily and their whole country is connected and Canada should be able to do it as well no brainer it should happen is that a uh, have you seen that that's a national dialogue with the uh, the mayors across the country it has been. It's been ongoing for many years, um, and I'm always a positive thinker that people will get it and change, and things will happen. But if you read between the lines, we've been talking this for many, many years, mm. and we're still not quite where we need to be. So I always have faith. So, my friend, um, wow, what a great conversation. And uh, I wish they would give me two hours to speak instead of the <laughs> limited time they have. But uh, you've, it's, it's your, you get to end with, uh, you've got an audience across the country. Um, there are, uh, I mean, so many gold nuggets have been created here. What's, what's a lasting piece of advice that you would give to, to, the, to the audience today on something that you think is important? Well, I think it's really important that we focus on our country and the future of Canada as a global economic powerhouse and that our future lies in the hands of our entrepreneurs and our startups and the new businesses that are going to be coming out of all the sectors and hubs across Canada. And we have a lot going on. Mm. I'm encouraging people to be bold to be more assertive, to stop being so Canadian and nice (laughs) and stop saying sorry. We should be saying 
like the Americans do. You know, we're here, we're bold, we're going to take take this on, we're going to make things happen. Um, don't be afraid to be global. You must become global if you want to become bigger and succeed. Don't sell off your companies so easily to other buyers and, and uh, uh, other markets. Let's keep it as Canadian as we can. Let's find the next, you know, BlackBerry and the, the next big name companies. Um, be proud of our nation. Be Canadian. And uh, the world's just waiting for us. I think Canada, as Canadians, we're very creative and we're very innovative. We can create the technology for China and India that they need. And we can sell it to them, market it to them, but keep the commercialized IP and um, jobs here. Okay, so I'm going to challenge you now. Um, on something you just said about stop being so Canadian. I'm going to yeah. go back to something I said at the beginning of this presentation, and I want you to not be so Canadian when I say to you, Brenda, <laughs> congratulations yes. on winning the Adam Twiniak Lifetime Achievement Award. Thank you very much. It was absolutely an honor, and I, um, I'm very appreciative. And uh, I've done a lot of work, and I'm proud of my success and for the recognition I received. Fantastic. I love was that it. not – that wasn't Canadian, was it? Well, it it was it was not Canadian, <laughs> although the overtones were a little bit, you know, they know. a little soft, but it's okay. It's okay. You did a great job. Did a great job. <laughs> great question. This has been Brenda Holleran. She is the former mayor of Waterloo and the current CEO at the WEC Effect. Brenda, been my uh, privilege to have you today on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rivers. An absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every Canadian. Want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content? Well, then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular online training events, startup chats, and startup school. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash events for more details. And my name is Rivers Corbett. I'm your host. As always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Rivers Corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. And also, I'm pleased to introduce my newest business venture, Coaching by Rockstars. That's www.coachingbyrockstars.com, where I am building an amazing team of business coaches to help entrepreneurs around the planet. If you've got an interest in that, come and check us out. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. You're a Manitoba-based uh, organization, community. How are you reaching out and touching other Aboriginal communities that are not from Manitoba? Um, you know, in a number of ways, probably first and foremost, um, just that example of success. So uh, one example is I do a fair bit of mentoring. So we have a young Aboriginal woman from Saskatchewan who called me up one day and asked if I would help her because she was creating a new business that was based on the Manitoba Mucklucks sort of uh, platform. Mm -hmm. And so that was really, you know, beautiful to hear that 
But that inspiration um, from a woman who had never met me, certainly in a different province, that if Manitoba could do this, so could I. Um, mm. And now we're actually helping her mm. to try and do that. That's that. So that's that's the biggest way. Um, and then the Storyboot School and the Storyboot Project is right across Canada. We have artists from every province in Canada and the territories. And then the school is going national now too. So normally I shut down my boardroom and turn it into a classroom um, every <laughs> week for the school. But those classes are being offered in universities now for university credit, if you can believe that, um, at retailers across Canada. Um, that It's going completely national and demand is super high. Well, just uh, as a quick side note, my son is in high school and he's uh, taking, if, I, if I'm terminology it wrong, tell me, but he's taking uh, uh, study, some, some classes in Aboriginal culture and uh, he absolutely loves it. He just thinks it's so no, cool. No, it's, I mean, there's there's this reconciliation stuff going on now, yep. finally, and the, uh, the Truth and Reconciliation reports out and it's got to be more baked into to everybody's culture. Right. And I like to think that we're taking part in that. One of the things, you know, the feedback tells me is that both the Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal communities want something to celebrate together. And yes. we're, we're helping with that, I would like to say. 